Welcome to Smell the Rosé, a podcast where we pour ourselves a glass of wine and talk about the lingering taste of toxicity. I'm your host, Amanda. Hello, my lovely roses. Thank you so much for being patient with me while I went through some mental health struggles along with illness struggles and all that jazz. Uh, This episode is kind of a last minute episode that I decided to get out this week because the pre-recorded episode that I had had some technical difficulties to it. So I have to re-record a portion of it with my guest and we are making some schedule adjustments so we can fit that in. So right now I apologize if my voice is a little bit more raspy and if I clear my throat a couple of times through this episode because I have been sick with strep throat. It's disgusting. But I finally have somewhat of my voice back. My throat isn't killing me as much so I wanted to try to work through it as much as I could because the past 48 hours I've been bedridden and it sucks. So let's get on with today's episode. I am currently on antibiotics, so the drink of choice today is Fanta Orange, Juana Fanta. A nice hack to Fanta Orange would be adding in vanilla cream to it and mixing it in, and you have like an orange dreamsicle soda if you are into an orange cream soda kind of texture and don't maybe have that specific flavor to it. That is a hack that you can do. I learned that from a friend. So on today's episode, I wanted to kind of talk about influencing versus fraudulencing. (laughs) And I say this because I feel like a lot of people out there in today's day and age are thinking that the easy go-to for money is influencing. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, girl, live your dream, do you, boo-boos. However, I want to be realistic on who we're supporting when it's an influencer, why influencing is kind of bullshit in today's world, and where it's gone wrong. So I looked up the definition of like what makes an influencer and just off of Google, people who have knowledge, authority or insight towards a specific audience. You influence what you know. I know a couple of people who have actually made a good profit off of influencing. They still have a full time job and they are still parents or dog moms, cat moms, whatever. They made a blog and they started kind of getting famous and got partnerships with other brands and started making some good profit off of that alone. So for a short time, I know one person was able to quit their job and just work off of that. And it seems like it's worked for her. And honestly, I've followed a couple of her pieces of advice because she's very holistic. So it's all natural Uh, more earthy, organic stuff. I looked into what does it take to have followers, like to be an influencer. And the number one thing that it came down to, I looked into what does it take to be an influencer. And the number one thing that every single article had was followers. Follow, 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 subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All of that, obviously, it's like your fan base. It's how many people you're advertising to. How many people are you actually influencing? And the typical magic number was a thousand. So I know that was mostly for YouTube was a thousand subscribers or follows. And then TikTok, I believe it's a million to kind of get that blue check mark from them. It could be less, but I think you have to be a little bit more famous for that. So the things that people look for, us included as audience members, are we're looking for an influencer who's personable, 
relatable, and consistent. So obviously, we're not going to follow somebody or really subscribe to somebody in our lives that we're looking for advice or looking for like brand deals that are really good for chapstick, for makeup, for dish soap, baby soap, whatever. If they're not consistent, if they're not posting at least once a week, we're probably going to fall off the grid, not really pay attention to them anymore because they have life going on, etc. So obviously, with that being said in my hiatus off of this podcast, I'm not looking to be an influencer. I'm looking to get shit done for fun and have fun making this podcast. I'm not looking to compete with anybody. I'm not looking to really make a profit off of this. I just want to have fun with it. So that's what I'm doing this for. It's not for likes. It's not for listeners. If no one listens to this podcast and it just kind of goes up into the cloud, cool. I got what I wanted off of my chest and maybe one or two or the two that actually follow this listening consistently. So thank you for that if you are. Love you. Where has influencing gone wrong? So according to conversation.com, they did a study with 6,000 people And the studies showed the number one thing that people look for in an influencer is how attractive they are. So really, are we actually attracting influencers who have great conversation topics, things to advertise, things to bring to light, or are we judging them off of how they look before we actually listen to their stories? And like I said, I have influencers that I follow and I start kind of thinking about it, looking through my TikTok because that's actually the number one social media that I'm on anymore is just my TikTok account scrolling through videos. And all of the influencers that I follow, I'm not going to lie, they're freaking hot. Did I like them because of their stories? Did I like them because they were cute or was it a mix of both? For me, it was probably a mix of both because I have seen hot people on my TikTok account before and I'm just like, okay, cool. And I scroll. I'm more of a person that looks for a story or something consistent from them where I want to follow them and listen to what they have to say. So an example of someone who maybe would be attractive, considered an influence in one point or another in time, would be Rachel Hollis. She wrote that book, Girl, Stop Apologizing. I'm not bashing this book. I never read it, so I can't really go off of it. But everything that came about her in light of her divorce was actually kind of eye-opening influencers jobs is to make their lives look like they're perfect look like they're happy consistently and we'll get into what that can do to their mental health as well but this is what this girl did she made it look like she had the perfect marriage she benefited off of marriage boot camps marriage like relationship worksheets and stuff like that she just sold off of how to have a perfect marriage like mine and then it came out that her and her husband had been having marriage issues for years So can you really say that you're a great marriage professional like coach if you're actually having marriage issues yourselves and you're actually about to get a divorce and you're just trying to stray along that social media platform making it look like you have the best relationship of life? Or should you actually be dedicating all of this time instead of selling this bullshit and putting it on towards your marriage to maybe save it? And I'm not saying that her getting a divorce or her breaking up with somebody is bad. Of course not. Honestly, you probably tried the best that you could. But is it really fair for you to be like, my marriage is perfect, so try what I'm doing and then go and get a divorce and still be selling this stuff? It's kind of hypocritical. It's the pot calling the kettle. I don't want to take relationship advice from someone who has a failing relationship. I'd rather take relationship advice from someone who actually has a strong-held relationship and is still going strong 
through all of their hurdles, through all of their obstacles. Write about that. Tell me about that. Tell me about how you were able to get through some of the deepest, darkest holes and you were still able to persevere and tell me how you did it. So that way, if I'm going through the same stuff, I can apply those principles. Don't tell me, well, you could be going through this like I did, but then go and get a divorce two seconds later. Come on. Another thing is influencing going wrong is that we have entitlement. And with entitlement, you hear these shit stories about these people. So all over my TikTok, I have small businesses because I like to support a small business. And I can show you guys when my room is done, but I'm still working on my office currently. I have art pieces from small business, you know, Captain Fighting Iron Man. It's more, this is this motivational quote from this movie. And it like, I want to read this every time I walk into this room to be inspired to do something great. So the first picture that I see um, when I look over to my right is Wanda saying, I don't need you to tell me who I am. And she's holding up her magic with her hand. It's just half of her face. And that was a small business owner who did that. And then the one after that is, if it were easy, everyone would do it. And I go into the small business rant for a second because I see these TikTok videos and it's of influencers fucking over these small businesses saying, well, I will influence your brand to make it big if you give me these items for free. And of course, these small businesses look at their following, 1.5 million, 500,000, a big ass number. And they're like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. I'll collaborate with you. I'll send you like $1,000 worth of free merchandise as long as you promote it on your page. That'd be great. I could use some more followers. The influencer never does it and they screw out the small business. Well, that's entitlement to me. How would you feel if I had done that to you when you were trying to become an influencer? And it probably happened to them. So they just think it's kind of like the mark of the trade. You screw over another person and that's when you realize that you're big is when some people start sending you free stuff and you just never actually advertise it. It's just so fucked up that that's happening. And I read a story on Vanity Fair where an influencer went to these botanical gardens and she stomped on these conservatory plants to get an Instagram shot of herself, even though all of the staff members continuously tried to ask her to stop and she ignored them. So it's stuff like this where we just get like this, oh, well, I don't have to because I'm an influencer. Who gives a fuck? Are you going to be an influencer two years from now? Maybe not. If people hear about this attitude about you, you could get canceled very quickly. I would cancel you knowing that you did that because that's entitlement and I don't like that. On BoardPanda.com, there was a quote unquote influencer who was doing yoga on the Berlin Holocaust Memorial. And she's literally standing on top of one of these grave tomb things that they have in Berlin. I don't know exactly what they are called, so I apologize. But it's this memorial and it has every Holocaust person that was killed their names on these doing like the palm tree yoga pose or something like that disrespectful like how would you feel if someone did that on your parents gravesite on your grandparents gravesite because that's essentially what you are doing to some of these people that is a gravesite for them because they don't get to have actual graveyard tombstones because they were killed in a holocaust they're the victims their bodies were not taken seriously we have people who there was a TikToker that I saw not too long ago who was complaining about his lifelong ban from Disney property because he went around 
disgustingly, and I don't know why anybody would do this, went around tasting different water fountains water. And I'm not saying like water fountain where you press the button and it's sanitary like a gym or something. No, I am talking about like the wishing well water fountains. He would take a cup and start sipping it and comparing it to the park's water that they sell via their tap soda machine water. He got caught and was kicked out of the property. He was a former Disney cast member as well, but they sent him a letter saying that he is completely banned from Disney property. He didn't understand why. He was like, I didn't mean to do it. This was so stupid. I only did it for clout, etc. So when I go into those some examples, it just kind of makes me think like, what are you influencing there? What are you influencing by stomping on plants? What are you influencing by you know, doing yoga on top of the Holocaust. Isn't there a better platform that you could do that on? I understand if you're trying to influence fitness, but we have things here in Colorado called fitness on the rocks and yoga on the rocks. And people go and do yoga on the Red Rocks amphitheater. And that's like an event and it's held and organized by people. So a bunch of Instagram influencers, I'm sure go to that. I don't pay attention to it because I don't do yoga. I kickbox. Yoga is too relaxing for me. (laughs) But it's it's things like this where I'm like, are you actually influencing something or are you just getting followers because you're cute and you're funny, but you're not actually telling me something insightful that I can do with my life? I've had a couple of friends who try to be influencers and they have failed and they've tried rebranding themselves and I will support them regardless, but I've seen them constantly get sucked into pyramid schemes because they think that's going to get them their big money reward. And so they try to act like an influencer for this pyramid scheme on Instagram and Facebook. And it's just, it's such a joke to me anymore that I can't take the title influencer seriously. I don't take going viral as seriously anymore. So what I'm trying to kind of get across here is influencing nowadays just kind of seems to be more of a scam and a scheme at the same time than when it actually first was when it came out with all the social media platforms and all the blog websites and stuff. It's just more of who can tell us funny stories and who's cute, which is great. Like, yeah, let's have more comedians in this world because this world is fucked as we know it. But at the same time, I don't think we should allow this influencing title to have all this entitlement to it and to have all this hypocrisy to it. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy with the Rachel Hollis thing, with all of these influencers disrespecting property grounds and rules and staff and just not caring because they're going to do it for clout and they're going to get all these follows and no, nothing's going to happen to them. Well, that TikToker I had mentioned, he got kicked out of Disney property and he even admitted it was so stupid he wished he had never done it. He actually got faced with some consequences, but some of these other influencers don't actually get faced with consequences. They still make their videos. They still get the follows. They still get the money made out of it. But here we have other people who are just trying to make themselves relatable, make themselves personable. They're trying to be consistent and they can't get those follows because maybe they're not attractive enough in what today's society standards say, or they're not funny enough anymore, or they're not breaking as many rules. And that's just kind of bullshit to me. So I think when we're looking at influencers, we really need to look at who's actually being real with it. There's a girl on TikTok that I follow. She makes little POV stories about her life in the tanning salon and her 
life with her parents separating and she's keeping it really real but she's making it as a story so she's acting everything out but she's very honest about it and when she's going through hard days she'll just kind of post i'm going through a hard time i'm not posting today i hope you guys appreciate this like please respect me and my boundaries blah where other influencers are forced to kind of push through those mental hurdles and yeah that could make us stronger yeah that could make us a better person but we don't know what everybody has gone through in life. And I think a lot of influencers probably struggle really greatly with mental health because they have to fake it. Like look at Rachel Hollis, for example. She's going through marriage issues for years as to what they had posted on their Instagram page, but was selling the idea of a perfect marriage. That would personally for me be really triggering for me if I knew that my marriage is probably going to end and I'm trying everything I can to save it. But yeah, I'm selling shit saying this is how you have a perfect marriage. Keep trying to love. Well, fuck love because my love isn't working out right now. That's how I kind of see it. So I really encourage all of us when we're starting to follow influencers or we're supporting them, look at their stories, make sure that they're not acting entitled on their Instagram page? Are they disrespecting like other company grounds? I have, have they had complaints about them on small business pages? Are we seeing stories from other viewers just saying that they're a toxic person in general? Why are we giving in to these type of people when there are other people who are really just trying to make it and actually have something to say that are consistent, that stay personable, that stay humorous, that stay relatable? And actually work really hard to try to get their point across while not banking off of a paycheck for making videos. Because a lot of these influencers, this is their main job anymore. So they do anything for clout. And that's where the entitlement comes in is as long as they hit like 100,000 viewers on TikTok, which I hear pays shit for influencers, they get a paycheck. I see plenty of people quitting their jobs when they hit that influencing mark so they can start influencing all over social media. But then you get shadow banned, but then you get banned in general. Your account gets deleted. TikTok is a number one about doing this to people that I've seen. And like I said, I'm mostly on TikTok anymore. I don't really go on Facebook because it's too political. Instagram is basically TikTok. So I go to TikTok. The whole idea is we should be following people who are actually relatable and who are actually giving us something to be like, oh, I want to try this instead of being like, oh, you're cute because what's the point in actually looking for influence if we're only looking for attractiveness if we're looking for attractiveness okay i'm not judging you booze but let's be honest with ourselves i think we should just have a model of social media because that's what these people could also be is just social media models and be advertising social media advertisements instead of making videos and calling themselves an influencer when they're not really an influencer. This is my food for thought for the week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't followed already, please follow the Instagram page, smell underscore the rose. Instagram does not let us have the accent mark above the E for rose. I have a snippet of an episode that we are working on currently and hopefully we'll be out within the next upcoming weeks, but I will try to have in some more episodes before then. Otherwise, Roses, I will see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Smell the Rose. If you liked what you heard, let me know by leaving me a review. 
Follow me on Instagram at smell underscore the rose. Until next time, cheers.